Hey, and welcome back to Why I Build This on a 20-Minute Fitness Podcast. I'm Martin Kessler, and on every episode, I bring to you the creator behind an exciting startup company that is really making a difference in health or fitness. Today on the 20-Minute Fitness Podcast, we have an entrepreneur hailing from Australia, Billy Whitehouse. Billy is the CEO, designer, and director of Wearable X, a fashion tech company that brings together design and technology to create a better quality of life. After graduating with a degree in fashion and design, Billy had decided to break the conventional career path within the fashion industry. With Wearable X, she decided to form a company that would empower fashion through the use of technology. Wearable X has already worked on a number of different projects, such as garments that would help the wearer finding their destination using integrated LED lighting and haptic feedback, all the way to athletic jerseys that would allow fans to simultaneously feel and experience live what the athletes on the field would be feeling as well. Learn about Billy's journey and how she finally arrived to her latest development, the Nadi X, the first of its kind smart yoga pants. But before we move on, I'd like to thank our sponsor Shape. As you may know, Team Shape's been working on the 3D body scanner called ShapeScale. And we're currently looking for new engineers in both hardware and software. If you know someone or if you're interested yourself, you can head to our careers page at shapescale.com forward slash careers. Finally, if you guys like the podcast and enjoy tuning in, please don't hold back from giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. It only takes really five seconds for you, but it really could help others to discover our wonderful podcast. Hey everyone, we're here in San Francisco and today I actually have on the line Billy Whitehouse from Wearable X. Billy, why don't you introduce yourself a little? Hi there. Yes, it's such a pleasure to be here with you all. My name's Billy Whitehouse. I'm the CEO and founder of Wearable X. We specialize in smart textiles and we've been building, I would say, a variety of different products for the last six years. And the most sophisticated version of this product is something we released at the end of 2017 called Nardi X. It's a yoga line that has embedded sensors and haptic feedback that guides you where to focus while practicing yoga. So so, so how does it look like? I mean, we're, we're on a podcast and a lot of our listeners probably have never heard of Nadi X. Like I'm seeing like a pair of yoga pants and, and what is different about them? Yeah, so they have embedded sensors, embedded accelerometers in the hips, the knees and the ankles and they are all paired back with your smartphone which guides you through step by step how to move into each yoga pose and then you get vibrational feedback on the body as to where to focus and then you get audio feedback at the end of each pose to let you know if you made it into the pose or if you should go back and try again. So how, how do you get audio feedback? Like the pants actually pair to my Bluetooth headphones or how does it work? Yep, so paired by a Bluetooth to your smartphone and then your smartphone guides you and has the audio instructions through it so you just make sure the volume is turned up and you can hear the audio instructions take you through step by step and then also let you know at the end of each pose whether you made it. Very cool. So so I have both audio and video feedback or is it mostly audio then? No, there's both audio and visual feedback. The visual feedback has both written and visual instructions in there as well. Wow, that sounds really great. And so, so what are the sensors for like just so we can all imagine like how it all plays together uh, so the accelerometers are there to understand your body's orientation and the vibrational feedback helps you optimize that orientation and the practice of yoga is actually very interesting it's both quite spiritual it's a it's a mental practice it's as well a physical practice mm-hmm. um, and then what we want to do with the vibrational feedback is really draw your attention to that part of the body so take your your mind's focus and say okay this is me focusing on the back of my legs grounding down towards the ground Now, in doing that, we have the haptic feedback to help you really get your attention to the parts of the body that you need to focus on. And do you 
also get feedback as a user, like on, on your form. Like that's what I like about, you know, going to a yoga class. I have the instructor that sometimes corrects my form because I'm a total newbie when it comes to, you know, all the different poses that there are around yoga. Yeah. So that's where at the end of each pose, you get the feedback about whether you made it into the pose or if you should go back and try again. And do you also allow um, your customers to build a path to like certain, you know, poses that might be more difficult than day one? That is certainly what is coming in 2019. Oh. So part of, part of what we've got in the app and i'm not sure if you've seen it in the app store already but it is it's under nadiex please download it now what the way it ships right now it's built for beginners so people who are trying out new poses for the first time who don't necessarily want to do a full flow mm -hmm. um, or don't or certainly don't have time to take the the hour sometimes hour and a half right. of their day to do that but they know that their body needs to work on particular poses or they're interested in oh, trying okay. a particular pose that's what the, how the app is built so that they can take it home with them they can practice on their own terms and they can really do it step by step at their own pace so it's kind of like my own yoga studio on the go or at home. And I suppose like you have different different sizes of classes, like some some workouts are maybe just under 20 minutes, some are longer, or how, how does that look? Yeah, so you can do the beginning to end every single pose and that takes about 40 minutes or you can jump around and choose which poses you want to work with and then that's entirely up to you how long you want to spend. Wow, that's that's really convenient actually. So so how, how did you how did you get through it? How long have you been working on it, on, on Nadiax in particular? We first put pencil to paper on this particular product in around May of 2015. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean that we really started building any hardware until I would say more. I mean, we had some basic hardware prototypes in 2015, but it really didn't start getting into finding the right factories and doing all the rapid prototyping until 2016. There's multiple iterations of this particular product that's been out there. It's, it's definitely a, a product that I care both very emotionally about, but also we put blood, sweat and tears. And so we put physical exertion into this product too. I think that when I have a particular practice that I think is important and interesting and I think that technology shouldn't just be about quantification. I think it needs to enhance and enchant our lives and, and I really believe that haptics as a language on the body has an opportunity to do something really magical with how we experience the world. Um, this is just the beginning of that and you know I, I can't take claim for, for everything. I have an amazing team of people who've helped me over the years build many things so you know this is this is just the beginning. Yeah and when you say we, who's we right now and what did you guys do before because Nadiax is not your first product right? Well it's the first product we took direct to consumer by ourselves mm -hmm. and when I refer to we I just refer to the people inside wearable experiments which you know has been many and varied over the years. And and wh where are you guys based? We're New York based and um, so the majority of the HQ is in New York and uh, we manufacture in Sri Lanka we've had you know some teams both in LA in Sydney in Colombo uh, you know at one point in time we had a little bit more of a focus on the European market. Why, why, why Sydney in particular? Well that's where I'm from. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, um, That's where the circle closes. Yes. That's um, certainly where our original products were all engineered. That's even where I did all of our original prototyping. So it was great to have some ties back to where my family is and, you know, where I'd like to visit on holiday. So did you actually end up moving for Wearable X to New York? Is that how it happened? Yes, I did. Uh, end up moving. And then why is that? Uh, I mean, the, the US sports market is the biggest market in the world. So, you know, you've got to do what's right for the business. And yeah, I mean, um, let, let's talk a little bit more about like what actually motivated you of coming up with the idea and like how, how that actually came about. 
about? Yeah, so in moving to the US, I started, I mean, I'd been practicing yoga before, but I started getting a little bit more diligent with my practice. And, and you were practicing at home or in a studio? Or? Actually, it was studio-based. So mm -hmm. I was frustrated enormously by the fact that I was spending quite an inordinate amount of money on my yoga practice. So I was spending a minimum of $20 every class and I was going several times a week. And often I wouldn't get any feedback and I would sort of be, you know, trying a new pose and really having no idea whether I was uh, achieving anything that was even good for me. I'd sometimes then get, you know, teachers swap around last minute. Sometimes mm. the music would be terrible. So I just overall got frustrated with the experience. I didn't I didn't want to be in a room full of 50 people sweating next to someone I don't know and not getting any feedback or any adjustments. So the long and short was, as I, we had been building things with haptic feedback and I realized that there was an opportunity for this as a, a language. The more I practice yoga, the more I realized that vibration is this really powerful language that has been talked about and utilized in that industry for a long time. And that this actually could be applied and, you know, something we'd already started exploring. So it was a natural fit for me. And when you guys were exploring, like, what's what you have right now, the first content that you guys had, or did you play with like different ideas at first? Oh, many different variations. Um, some of that is hardware, some of that is software, some of that is like physical design. It's it's changed many, many times. Oh, yeah, I'm sure of it. I'm pretty sure you have been asked that before. But what actually brought you into also designing the pants and, you know, integrating them with haptic feedback? Why didn't you first start with just a mobile app that was like giving you yoga instruction? Um, well, for me, the, the whole practice of physical practice. Mm -hmm. But the more we actually spoke to professional athletes and often people who use yoga for recovery or even post-injury, the more we realized that they they actually didn't find that getting statistics or the, like just visual feedback was enough for them to actually make physical change. Um, so truthfully, to, to affect change in a professional, you have to work on both mind and body at the same time. And I mean, even the professional athletes we work with now, when we talk to them about how to achieve optimal performance, they actually say it's, you know, more than 90% mental and yoga itself is very much a, is, I would say, this simultaneous practice. So in, in starting to explore, you know, do we do software? Do we do hardware? Do we do apparel? <laughs> you also have to like talk to your skill sets, right? I'm a designer by heart. So I build things. I like, I make things. So I guess you weren't scared of having to integrate technology with garment, right? I mean, I would say ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I don't think I knew how, how hard it was at the beginning, but um, I'm glad I didn't know because I was so, I would say I had so much gumption in doing it and I'm so proud of what we've done. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have dared to do it otherwise, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to keep doing it forever. So let's talk a bit more about your background. You were saying you were working in design. Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I have a, um, a degree in design and then I did a master's program in design in Italy. Um, I specialized in, well, odd things. So we had, it was sort of like a big focus on knitwear at the college we went to. And it was fabulous. It was unlike anything I've ever done. It was fashion as art. And it was such a beautiful exploration of technology in a very different sense. So the technologies that go behind design, like knitwear, like Velcro, like nylon. And, you know, how do we make those into really beautiful experiences on the body? And I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was my, my like best year of my life. And then came home to Australia, worked very thoroughly inside the family business and worked on everything from writing course curriculum to mm -hmm. really getting further into how the industry relates back to education and then doing a lot with industry liaisons and uh, eventually, you know, coming up with a 10 and 10 and 20 year plan for, you know, what technologies do they need to integrate? What new business models can they have around those new technologies? And then in doing that research, I found a few pieces of the puzzle that ended up really informing how I went out and built our first product. Like what were they, those those pieces? Like what, what really like got you into it? Um, I mean, truthfully, a lot of it was research. Um, some of uh -huh. that was about sensors. Some of that was about 3D printing and material science. And some of it was just knowing that there are other people building a bunch of weird stuff out there. So having the confidence in seeing what other people were doing, I was like, oh, well, that's not rocket science. We can all do that too. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and how do you think like, um, so your background in, in fashion and design, like how do you think, do you actually think that it helped you building Nadiax in, in any kind of way? I mean, I believe so. And then how do you think it influenced your product now? The really important things from a form factor were I we really wanted to make sure that the hardware was engineered for the garment, not mm -hmm. as like something that you slap on secondarily. It's not like a, you know, oh, cool, strap it on here, strap it on there once you've already got a piece of apparel. Uh, it had to be integrated and I had to be seamless and I had to be as invisible as possible. And then it had to create a really interesting experience. And that to me was, you know, part of what we learned in our masters in Italy. And that's part of how I believe about design and technology. I think, you know, when technology fades into the background, that's when it's the most successful. That being said, there's also some amazing learnings with trying to sell something that's invisible. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk a bit more about that. Like, what have you learned? Because I'm sure it wasn't easy to, you know, make technology fade in the background, right? Well, I would say that from a, a customer standpoint, if they can't see that your product is differentiated, I, I would say in a sort of quite obvious way, it's harder for them to understand why. That being said, like we've come up with like really interesting messaging around how it actually does save people time and why that is the purpose of it. And in fact, we try and talk about the experience rather than the technology as, as the main goal here. Um, mm -hmm. When we started getting that language around it, it obviously changed. There is certainly trial and error in integrating electronics in apparel to make them invisible. There are many pairs of pants that look like they belong to Frankenstein at one point in time. And, you know, we just have to we have to make the you know draw a line in the sand and say when and when you'll accept something and when you won't. You know, I, sometimes it's really hard being that person who has to I would say set the timeline and, and hurry people along and you know scream when shit doesn't work. <laughs> it's not easy being that person, but sometimes you just got to do it. All right, I want to take a quick break here to share a few words about our sponsor. Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or cold. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. So the Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, and your partner likes the bed warm, you can now have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper, so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't like it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They've already sold out of their first batch. They're going fast. So for a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash 20 that's 8sleep.com slash 20. You will not regret it. And we're back on air. Right. And and then how did it like evolve over time? Like, do you, do you guys, you know, face some hurdles, like when you were actually putting Nadiax in front of your first users? Like, did, did it like, you know, turn out like you expected in terms of the user experience? Yeah, I mean, we certainly made some changes to the software. Our original version of the software had three different features where you could practice at home by yourself, you mm -hmm. could take it into a studio, or you could do, in fact, a live class. Now there, we've actually removed the, the second and third options for the moment, because we really wanted to 
get people using it and understanding them and seeing how they're operating with it and really learn from the data and then add those features later on and actually attach that to a subscription service. So certainly some lessons. I mean, I always thought that people would want to take them into class. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like people are actually really happy to practice at home and on their own terms. And you know, that's something I certainly heard your voice change around. So, so, so why, why do you think people would, would have actually wanted to, to take it to class, for instance? Well, I mean, because that's how I was using the product at the time. I think it was probably selfish of me. <laughs> but I, I mean, for me, that's how I was planning to use it. I would take it to a class and I would want the vibrational feedback while I was in the class. Some people do, some people don't. The way we're going to launch that is actually so you can get more of an assessment uh. post-class of like of how well you did in that class. And, you know, that's slightly different to the way I was originally going to do it. Yeah, so, so your initial thought was really of building, you know, a tool to help you do better, you know, in, in yoga, right? And become better at it, no matter where you do it, right? Whether you practice at home or wh- whether you practice in a studio. But the final result turned out to be somewhat different, right? Because you do that, plus now you really have that on-demand class practice feature to it, right? Absolutely. The I mean, I think being able to practice on your own terms is always part of it. Just we wanted other features as well so that we could broaden our market and reach mm. more people. And, you know, we still will do this. It's just about managing the messaging and managing the software properly at the right time. I mean, I think, you know, I'm really proud of all the things we've done. I wouldn't say that, you know, I think you sort of have to go big and then narrow. And I, I think that's the right approach. Yeah. So speaking of going big, what do you see coming next for you guys? Like, do you, do you think like you're always going to stay with yoga or like, are you planning on expanding like to different forms of exercising, like, or even going all the way into like meditation, for instance? Yeah. I mean, the Shavasana, I would say sequence is one of my favorites. <laughs> so I, I find that very meditative. Mm-hmm. But from a, a next steps and a product roadmap perspective, the part that's really interesting to us is how people are using the product already. So a lot of people are using it for a post-injury or um, they're very nervous about their body because they have either like a pending injury that they think is coming. So what we're really you know interested in opening up our back end is a, a range of physiotherapists who can then see that their patient is either doing their poses and or not doing their poses correctly or not doing them at all. Uh, they can be held accountable. The physiotherapist can recommend more poses for them to do. So it's really yoga as physical therapy um, as well as then moving into new postures that are needed as the physiotherapist recommend them. And uh, how long have you guys been now on the market actually? So we launched end of 2017. So just over a year. And uh, how, how was like your first year being so far? Like, was it like what you expected and hoping for? Or like, how does it Yeah, look? what a what a whirlwind. Um, very <laughs> exciting stuff. We actually, we've won several big awards. We oh, got congrats. a Fast Company's Most Innovative Company of the Year in 2017. Uh, and then last year, we won the Fashion Group International Design Technology Award, which was, you know, the, those things are phenomenal and you can't really, you can't really dream of them ever happening because you sort of always keep going and there's always more to be done and mm. it doesn't matter what happens. It never feels like it's finished. So there's more to do and we're you know excited to keep building and growing. I mean, I'm really excited for partnerships in 2019. I'm really excited for this new physical therapy development that we're working on. Right. And, and it's it's going to be a big year. Any partnerships that you can already soft announce? No, not yet. <laughs> any pointers, any directions those partnerships are going to go towards too? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I meant to entire, entirely. All right, all right. Well, we're going to keep a tap on that then. And yeah, I mean, um, so w- w- what do you see like in the, in, the, in the long run for you guys, like beyond partnerships and, you know, physical therapy? What's like the big vision of Wearable X actually? So the big vision has kind of actually been the same the whole time, which is which is pretty amazing. It's, you know, integrated technologies that help you feel and that's feel your best. That's feel connected to other humans. That's feel connected to yourself. And, you know, our, our original mission six years ago was building products that actually help you stay connected with your life and in the best possible way, in a really 
human way rather than a really hyper-technology screen-driven way. And that, that's that been our big mission the whole time. Now, how that comes to fruition, in my perspective, is the Nadi themselves are a, a network of communication that exists around the body mm-hmm. that happens when you align all your chakras correctly. Now, what I believe that we are creating in building Nadi is the first step into this bigger, let's say, ether of communication that can exist around the body that can both empower and enchant everything that we do. Now, the way I describe this is imagine a bubble of data and imagine it looking rather like a highway of cars traveling into a city. Right. It's a beautiful highway of information that exists around the body that you can tap into. You can open those doors and shut those doors as you choose, but ultimately you own it and you have control over it and you are empowered by it and enchanted by it. And eventually if it's tapped into the blockchain, you can earn money off it. And it can be a a really interesting, I would say, version of enchanting our lives with data and information that isn't just owned by the enterprises. Wow. That's an interesting direction. That's yeah. I mean that I can totally see that, you know, like overall, you know, digital health can or will go in that direction, right? Yeah, that's what I believe is happening. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, so so how how can people learn more about Naughty X? Like, I suppose you guys have a website, right? Absolutely. So it's wearablex.com. That's W-E-A-R-A-B-L-E-X.com. And I, I would say like the part that's really exciting for us is, you know, if people are interested in yoga, if they are scared of yoga, if they have an injury, we think that, you know, come and try our products. We're making changes all the time and we would love people's feedback. So it's an exciting time. And if somebody wants to order one right Right now in the US, um, they can simply do that from your website or where can they buy it? Yep, you can buy them on the website, you can buy them on Amazon, and then we do pop-ups all over the country. And what's the price? $249. Got it. And that includes everything, right? Of course. And you were saying there's also service to it, or that's something that you plan to do in the future? That's the future. That's if you're planning to take the physical therapy route. Great. Yeah, I just want to round up our conversation with um, a quick fire round. So I'm going to ask you a few questions where, you know, I really don't want you to think too hard and and long about them just you know give me a quick answer of you know what comes to your mind sounds good sounds good yeah so obviously besides naughty x do you use like any other fitness wearables or gadgets gadgets no how about apps um, I, apologies i know this is not <laughs> fire do you know what i use i use the secret and i paid for that all right uh following on on that was there like ever any advice given to you that that was really really great that really changed things um, for the better for you i would say this was both hyper positive and something to be taken with a grain of salt a quote from an investor she said if by the time you release you're no longer embarrassed by the product you waited too long yeah that's a good one. I agree, but I also disagree. I think there's worthiness into in taking true time on something. And more so because you should be listening to the customer more than yourself. So I would say listen to them, they're always right. And I would say, like, just to add on that, for hardware, it can be sometimes a little bit more difficult to, you know, accomplish that, right? Because if you, you know, release something that's a complete failure that, you know, doesn't really meet the expectation, then you end up with, you know, a product that will have like bad reviews and you may not have, you know, the the money or the time time left to, you know, really reiterate on that product and, and get a good successful product out. Of course. Yeah. I mean, um, what do you think gets you motivated for your next workout typically? That's so interesting. I would say normally I'm not that way inclined. I, the way, I mean, I love the endorphins, the, like, yeah. remembering the way I feel. I, I could say I'm addicted to it. Um, that being said, I'm actually like, I'm very much one of my own customers now and my body is changing and I do have to be more sensitive towards it. And I am very much taking it a lot easier now than I ever have. And I would say, 
you know, the pastor is much more of a Barry's boot camp kind of girl. And then the yoga, you know, once a <laughs> week. But I'm, I'm definitely being more sensitive. I think it's important to look after yourself. So for me, it's like, listen to your body. Your body always knows best and then figure out what's, what's best for you. But I mean, at least three times a week is good. Awesome. And do you have a favorite book that you would recommend our listeners? I have so many favorite books. <laughs> If one only came to your mind, which one would it be? Well, I just finished The Alchemist and I loved it, but also Flow. And, and what, what's good about The Alchemist and Flow? Well, let's go with Flow first. I think it talks about flow states. Nadi is another word for mm -hmm. flow um, in Sanskrit. So it speaks about like, understanding your optimal way of living and it uses really interesting case studies to understand that everyone has a different form of flow, but it sort of quantifies it in a really interesting way. Um, and I think it helps people to understand how to achieve it for themselves. And The Alchemist truly for me was like such a beautiful, simple yet complex anecdote around our relationship with the universe. And I think it's an ongoing quest for people to keep reminding themselves of what that is. Mm -hmm. Wow, that sounds very deep. <laughs> all right, finally, what is like the most annoying question you think people ask you all the time? Oh, I mean, this is a frustrating one. Can you make it to cycling? That is something <laughs> that people say. I'm like, but why do people want vibrational feedback for cycling? I don't understand. Yeah, what do you? Anyway, what would you get out of it? I don't know, but every white man asks me that question. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, I would have like expected maybe for you know like I don't know resistance training, CrossFit, or you know some other group exercise that's far more sort, interesting but... and, I, and something that i would happily achieve i just yeah turns out that's not the question we get asked yeah well anyways well thank you so much for coming on the show billy is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience just dream big have a good time doing it then you can't go wrong Awesome, that's a good motto to have. Well, thanks again. Take care. Bye. You too. Cheers. Bye-bye. And that wraps up our show for today. As always, we put everything mentioned on our show on our show notes, which you can find at 20minute.fitness. Also, feel free to email us at podcast at 20minute.fitness and, you know, just let us know your feedback and thoughts. And don't also hesitate to suggest any potential guests that you would like to see on the podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or leave us a review on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Doing so really helps other listeners to discover this podcast and also learn more about the latest and greatest in fitness and health tech. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Martin Kessler, and also a big shout out to our awesome producer, Lila Lasso, without whom this show wouldn't be possible. We hope to see you here next time. Take it easy.